Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is March 8th, 2021. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations while interacting with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Um, my name is Mark Cernozia. I am a co-host of this with Liam Clisham, and then we also have guest hosts that come in every now and then. Um, but Liam's out today because he has a wedding anniversary. So uh, happy anniversary, Liam. Woo! Uh, I don't know how many years or how many months or how many days, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, congratulations, buddy. Um, if you have a question or want to chime in, um, this is really just going to be an open discussion. So feel free to unmute yourself. Uh and chime in when you want. If you have anything to say too, the chat's open. Um, you can raise your hand in there by kind of saying, I want to talk, or there's also a raise your hand feature uh, under the participants uh, thing here in Zoom. So um, with that being said, I just wanted to kind of open it up uh, to everyone joining today. And if anyone had a, uh, um, a topic or anything on their mind that they want to talk about, um, Pre-meeting here, we were talking a bit about the NFT thing, and obviously that's just fully saturated everything in motion design for the last few weeks. So um, if it comes oh. up, great. If not, uh, we'll just, you know, think about other stuff. But Augustin, go ahead. Uh, if you yeah, hear baby crying in the background, I've got a three-week-old, so just FYI. That, right. That's okay. It's not a topic. It's mostly to say to all the women in the channel that it's Happy Women's Rights Day. I know that fight is not yeah, over. Yeah, well said. Fight is not over, and every day should be Women's Day. But like, anyway, yay! Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I do want to say this too. Like, I appreciate all the ladies that come out to join us because I participate in a lot of clubhouse things, a lot of Discord, Slack, and whatever. And like, it is always very male dominated. And I feel like Monday meetings are actually pretty, pretty. You know, we could always use more women, but like, um, I don't know. I just feel like we always have a pretty good mix. So thank you everyone for showing up each week. So um, yeah, but with that being said, I do want to just give a shout out to Elizabeth because she just got a full-time gig and this is, I think her first full-time gig in the motion industry. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Congratulations. I'm, I'm pinching myself here. Awesome. Do you want to just give us a quick, like, two-minute spiel on on uh, what you're going to be doing? Uh, uh, well, I don't really know, but I know it's to support their marketing efforts. And there's a, a very sort of standard YouTube channel that needs a lot of love and probably a ton of explainers. And I have no explainers in my portfolio at all because who does an explainer as a personal project, right? So... <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, so that'll be great. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just sort of going through, um, I'm cleaning up my, um, my computer here at, um, you know, my main workstation. And um, I am struck with a, uh, probably something that's familiar to a lot of people, which is how to retire projects, how to take projects from like, well, I guess this is about as done as it's going to get. And like, I put it, I move it to the archive folder on the slow drive, you know, that I'm not going to get any performance. I take it off the, um, off the SSD and um, 
there's a lot of sort of sense of loss with that, right? It's like, I am not going to get this, you know, this thing with the parakeets to my liking, but I learned a lot. So RIP parakeet project, you know, and uh, that's my day and I've been procrastinating. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel your pain in that yeah. way. Uh, I recently got a new machine and like having to migrate stuff and archive and install, reinstall, move things around. I was just like, it was fun for like an hour. Right. <laughs> I was just like, all right, right. this sucks. Right, Mark, right. Mark, well, send, but honestly, send if send I'm going to do a reel and... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just making a joke. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, if I'm going to do a reel in 2021, I probably should take some, you know, do some, some renders before completely retiring the projects. And so that means that my task today is going to take three days rather than, you know, 15 minutes. And ugh. so a lot of choices, but, um, but yeah, it was a long time coming. So um, I put a link to sort of the longer story in the, um, uh, the Slack and I don't know how publicly I want to share all of that, but I mean, for now, the, uh, you know, the, the website's up there for, if you guys want to know more of my backstory and how I got here, um, that's kind of how I chose to share it. Cause then I can take it down if I get embarrassed. <laughs> so <laughs> get it while it's hot. Well, thanks for sharing that too. Yeah. I, I read through that and appreciate the uh, Monday meeting shout out and uh, yeah. <laughs> the whole story. <laughs> so thanks. But yeah, congratulations. That's, that's super rad. We all each week when you've been on, we all know that you've been, you know, grinding and uh, psyched for you. That's great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, just looking around too. Uh, I haven't been on for the last few weeks just because, uh, again, I've got a newborn, um, baby Cruz is here and, uh, yeah, we're back at square one, but, um, just looking through, I see some new faces. I don't know if anyone wants to just pop on and just introduce yourself and say, hey, it's kind of like what we do here at Monday meetings every now and then. If uh, you haven't been on, we just say like, hey, do you want to hop on and just introduce yourself and um, just, you know, again, introduce yourself to the community here at Monday meeting. Um, so just looking at the the screen I have, I've, I see Francisco, you're... Uh, I don't know. Have we seen you before? You you look hey. familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I came here uh, once, and I think it was either at the beginning of the year as the year approached. I just had some downtime in the schedule where I wasn't working from home on Monday. Normally, I got you know dailies or something on Monday if, I don't, if I'm on a project or something. So yeah, I think I think last time I was here, I think it was right before Liam was going on some kind of break, or it must have been around the holidays. But it was really great. I think everyone, everyone uh, really loved the vibe, and I've been trying to get back here for a minute. But uh, like you, you know, I've got a six-month-old and a four-year-old, and they, you know, life gets crazy when everyone's around. But my wife's working at my in-laws now, so it helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, but, thanks uh, for joining us again. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm just yeah. I just uh, I mean I mean a little bit about myself. I'm from LA, and like I'm a motion graphic artist designer sorts nice. so yeah i uh, love, love this group and i've been following some of you guys on twitter and some of the slack, other slack groups for a while so yeah awesome well yeah thanks for thanks for joining us it's always nice to see new faces join into the mix here and 
Um, and again, for the most part, these are always open discussions and we just kind of sit here and banter on things. <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a good excuse, just especially now with so many people working remotely and whatnot, just to, you know, have some kind of face to face interaction in a way. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining. And next on my uh, screen here is Alex. Uh, hi, Alex. Do you want to jump in and just say what's up? Yeah, sure. Um, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, my name's Alex. This is my very first Monday meeting. Oh, awesome. Um, Welcome. Thank you. I used to listen to these at work, but I was working full time, so I couldn't like be of any use in these. Um, <laughs> but this year I went full time freelance this year in June. So I've been doing that since then and I really enjoy it. So I'm an awesome. animator designer um, working under the name Ladybird Animation. So oh, yeah, right on. That's awesome. what I do. And so how... Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how has the jump to freelance been in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, I could have chosen a better time to do that. <laughs> um, but I mean, it worked out because the reason I left my old full-time job, which I loved, I really enjoyed working there. I just, I got married and my husband has to be here for his job. So I needed to move and mm. my old job wasn't super chill with full-time remote, which is absolutely fine. So we both agreed that this would be for the best. So that was kind of why I did it when I did it. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, all things considered, it's been like, it's been pretty nice, pretty smooth. It was a slow start, but it's honestly been a lot of fun and I really, really enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to say for the most part, I think a lot of people that attendees more or less are are freelancing working from home i mean honestly ever since the pandemic did start we have seen more participants kind of join because people are around or are around and you know you're not necessarily stuck in meetings and stuff like that per se but um yeah well welcome thanks for joining this is great thank you so much um well with that being said too does anyone have anything they want to talk about this week because like i said at the beginning like nfts are kind of taking over everything but like let's maybe try something else <laughs> like, uh and if you don't have something to suggest i do have kind of a backup thing that we could talk about but i just i do want to open it up to the floor for anyone um who wants to pop in um i was so kind of I still have a... oh sorry go ahead. how about like elizabeth and victor it was actually a question for you, Elizabeth. Uh, oh. I was curious about your interview process and like how that that went. Was it um, like what kind of things did they did they ask you? Being like a first time, you know, motion graphics job. Like, was there was there certain kind of hurdles that you had to go through in that interview process? You know, so no, there wasn't. And the reason for this is because as someone who's transitioned, right? So I'm transitioned from other roles, other titles, I know how interviewing works where you, you really craft your resume for the job that you want and you, you know, truthfully describe all the things that support that in your resume that you happen to do regardless of your title. So um, yes, they, you know, I, I feel like I presented really well as a transitioner, but I did not emphasize that I was transitioning at all. And I did not at all any point emphasize, oh, by the way, this is my first design job. I mean, the titles are in the resume if they read it, which they might not have, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know whether that's encouraging or discouraging, but just, 
you know, even for, you know, just if you're a computer programmer or whatever it is, like you still have to do that kind of, um, I had a manager who once who had sort of a, a beatnik approach to this whole thing where he said, you have to become the became, it was his phrase of it, where it's like, you know, you do this thing where it's like you write, you, you sort of cast your line out with what you want and you sort of reframe your past to match it. And it's not lying. It is absolutely not lying and do not lie on your resume, but you certainly reframe it. And people who are skimming your resume might not catch every time that you've, you know, spun things. Right. So, so yeah, that would be a really tough resume or tough interview if somebody is like, oh, this is your first time doing this job. What makes you think you can do it? None of that. So well, that's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah. But I just want to suggest um, if we don't want to talk about uh, archiving projects and retiring old projects when they're halfway done. Um, uh, I also wanted to talk to ask about because I'm looking for a uh career coach that is more on the creative director kind of side. So somebody to sort of help me get to the next level and, you know, be with me every other week or so to just kind of review, like, am I at the highest, you know, am I doing what I imagined in this role? So um, other than Google, I don't really know the greatest way to find those folks. And there's a lot of scammers in the industry. So if anyone has any suggestions, I would love to hear it. Uh, Elizabeth, if I can allow myself to give you maybe a, an advice. I don't think you might need, I mean, I don't think you need a coach. I think if you get like a good circle of people that can give you good critique and good advice on practices, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be, and I was just writing that if you want, I can help you with critique and just advice. And I'm sure other people around will gladly do it also. But I think if you have like a, safe having of people like steering you upwards and like you know like pushing you on the right direction and giving you support that's more than enough because the rest is going to be most probably hard work on your part on trying to like you know like know more learn new things like your own like synergy right because the the thing about i mean that's my personal take is like the thing with like coaches and gurus is they tend to teach like the way how they succeeded or how they managed to do something. And that might not be the right way for you. And Why that's, not? and each path is different or you might, you know, like, he, he, I mean, you might be pushed into ways that are not the ones that you really like. No, it's like most of this is like hard questions. We ask ourselves is what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? And what do I have to do to achieve that? Just, like resuming just like really barely but then like i for i i will gladly give you critique and advice and as much as i can with my experience and i think if you have like a group of people that give you different like different inputs from their experiences you can sum all of that and make your own you know like you shake it like a cocktail it's like okay this is the right <laughs> thing for me i mean that's just my opinion Oh yeah, well, I don't know whether anyone remembers this, but you know, Julie, um, Julie Crafts group, the um, Monday, uh, MoGraph Mondays, I actually raised my hand a year ago to, to start the Seattle chapter of that. And it is kind of what you're talking about, about kind of, I was envisioning more of a, um, 
intimate group and just kind of sit around a table and do a show and tell and talk about, not really critique, but just talk about like, hey, I struggle with this. Anybody else have this problem? And a lot of what we do here in this in this call. So um, uh, that is very on topic. Thank you for the suggestion. Otherwise, they, I mean, everybody's asking money, you know, and I, oh, honestly, yeah. you know, but I mean, honestly, I don't think, the, I mean, but this, again, if you really want to give back to the community and stuff like that for this kind of stuff, personally, I don't think you should be asking. I mean, again, that's my take. I wouldn't ask for money. You know, like I would help you because I want to help you. And because when I started, like nobody helped me. And I like, it pushed me back like a lot of years of in my career because nobody mm -hmm. was there to like teach me the ropes. And uh, so when I see somebody in struggle, I mean, I would feel kind of cross thing like, hey, I'm going to help you, but uh, if you want the top tips, it would cost you money. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I think that's a, actually an interesting topic too, because like, I mean, creative direction, right? Art, art direction, you could slice it a thousand different ways. Everyone has their own approach to doing it. And what I would probably suggest as someone who is no expert in this field <laughs> is just is essentially like kind of learning the basics in a way or just like and it doesn't even have to pertain to like motion design. It could be, you know, a creative, creative direction in graphic design or whatever. If you could at least get to know and understand those basic, say, I don't want to call them rules, but like strategies or whatnot, then like, I think that should arm you enough to have like enough skill to not then like learn how to break those rules and like carve your own path through it. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like, if everyone had a creative coach, there would be like that many creative thinkers that are all thinking the same way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but like in a way, like if you can get that foundation, then you really like have something to grow off of, right? And it seems like you might be getting into a role now where like maybe even the team around you and whatnot can kind of help build that foundation. But then it's up to you to really like take that and do with it what you will. Right. And that's probably one reason why they're hiring you because through the interview or talking or whatever, like they see that you can, you know, think on your feet come up with different creative ideas and whatnot, you know, there's no, I guess there's no right way of doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I would just keep that in mind, maybe like, um, <laughs> yeah, I just see in the chat, lucky just suggested an Adobe creative coach now only a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to your sub. Um, I like what Augustine, is it Augustine? Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah, it's Augustine. Augustine. I, I like, I love your suggestion in, in um, relying on the community for, for help and support. Um, but I also think there is a place for um, coaches and, and, and you do have to be careful, like obviously who you choose to be your coach or, you know, um, that they come with uh, good um, recommendations. Uh, there is someone that I, he's a friend of mine, and, and uh, I think, Mark, you would know him, uh, Matthew Encina. He was a yeah. um, creative director at Blind for, for a long time, and he's no longer doing that. 
but I do know that he's coaching people. And I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of being a creative director is managing people, manage, managing teams and yeah. um, more than, not more than, but a big part of it is that. So I know Matt is really great at, at that. And sometimes it's good to have kind of a focused um, kind of discussion with someone who has that experience. So that's worth uh, looking into. I, I do, I know he does charge for coaching. I'm not sure what his prices are, but um, but it might be something worth looking into. Yeah, 100%. And just looking through the chat too, uh, Sarah made a good suggestion of local AIGA. Um, that's always full of like some great designers and creative people. Um, and she also put a link, uh, womentalkdesign.com. There's chapters of that, it looks like. Um, but yeah, you know, Dave makes a good point there. Uh, and thanks for joining Dave. Good to see you here. Um, like people like Matthew, people who have been in these, uh, positions that can kind of speak from experience. Uh, I don't think they'll tell you exactly how to do it, but like they can get, they could be a great sounding board or, or whatnot. Um, and then Jeff also put in the chat too, I think motion hatch has something, Haley over there and Motion Hatch has something um, to do. I think maybe they've pivoted a little bit more to finding clients and stuff, but I know she has a few kind of programs or, or courses kind of going on. Um, I'm just looking to see. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on this journey because, you know, we've been along with you for a while. So yeah, be interested to see how it unfolds absolutely i know that initially there's just going to be a lot of photoshop so <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm gonna have to just earn my stripes yeah actually yeah. oh go ahead no i was gonna say that like you know maybe since like you're saying there's gonna be in the beginning like a lot of photoshop that can give you time to get like your feet like solid on the ground mm -hmm. and just starting like also making your own space you know like making your own circle where you can propose ideas like get your creative personality kind of like solid uh test stuff you know just i mean that's i mean that's something i always say like with two juniors when they like are i mean i'm not saying you're complaining but that when they're kind of complaining like yeah this job is too simple or this sucks and then i tell them like yeah well you know with like it's up to you to make it fun. It's up to you to also like find where to find your creative ways and put your little grain of salt to, that will make it different. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I really believe that. I really believe that. Thank so you for take, that take, the, take that as a blessing. Yeah. Like you're starting fresh. You have a, a place where you can create, where you have like a place where you can have a voice because a lot of places where it's just shut up and press the buttons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so that's also a blessing uh so yeah just go for it just and never be never be shy to share your ideas there will be times where people will tell you it's not the moment to do it right and there will be times where they will say like oh wow yeah we didn't thought it that way cool you know oh and then that reminds bring me more. of of the the interview though one thing i didn't mention is i did two work samples hmm like I just, I just spent time doing some heavy lifting and prepared some uh, data visualizations for them. So, and I showed them via screen share. In, I mean, the frame rate was crappy, but I showed them via screen share during the interview on Zoom. So uh, 
I don't know whether they loved the work, but they did hire me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just wanted to touch on one other thing that Dave brought up was, and I, I've started to find this myself is just like running jobs as like creative director or, or whatnot. A lot of the times the easy part is coming up with the idea. The hard part is actually getting everyone to execute it. And when things are starting to move off the rails a little bit, being able to think on your feet and have confidence in your idea and confidence in how you're going to pull it off. You know, um, there's been a lot of times where it's like, you know, all of a sudden the project changes a little bit. And like, as the person running the job, you got to, you know, really relay those changes to the team, make sure everyone's comfortable with what changes are, you know, and that's just one example, but, you know, in a way you're kind of quarterbacking that project. So um, I, I think Dave brought up a good point of like, it's not only the idea and the concept and, and the treatments you're putting together, but it's also being able to run the team to execute it, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. uh, I think you have, you have a background in project management and, and whatnot, if I am not mistaken, which I'm sure will help through this new stage for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's one thing that kind of gets lost a lot of times when we talk about, creative direction or art direction or whatnot is like making sure it's brought to life in the, in the way you hope it, it should. Right. You know, the actual direction part of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, you'll have to keep us posted on it. Um, but congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if anyone else has anything on their mind this week, feel free to pop in. And if not, I do have kind of a backup little thingamahooch um, to talk about, which I guess I'll just dive into now. Okay. Uh, um, so Clubhouse, you guys know this app, Clubhouse? It's all like the cool rage, seems like now, iPhone only. Um, wondering what you guys think think about this what do you like is this something that's here to stay it's unfortunate it is an iphone only thing right now i think it's still technically in beta or whatnot but um it's kind of funny it's made me chuckle because in a way i've seen from on the outskirts of things people being super hyped on it and like whoa i can talk with people that i never would have access to yada yada and in my head, I'm kind of thinking like, this is what we've tried to do with Monday meeting for a long time is just like get people in this virtual room just to talk. So I'm glad that like, it's now almost being more widely accepted. And the fact that it's audio, I think makes it a little bit more attainable for people and not having to have necessarily a whole setup webcam or whatever. Not that you need that for this, but I'm just curious to know what Everyone here is thinking, um, I see Zubair, you have your hand up. So pop in. Hey guys. And Laura after Zubair. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly what you said. It's like, I feel like uh, they basically took our Monday meeting concept and like rolled it out <laughs> to, you know, the masses. But yeah, no, I think it's a cool idea. I've, 
uh, listened in on a couple of meetings and it's very similar to this. You raise your hands when you're ready to talk and then the host can let you in or let you out. Um, the UI is clean, but yeah, being iPhone only is, is definitely uh, holding it back. But it's also invite only. So kind of, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's kind of very small uh, group of people that have access to it. Well, I'll say this too. Shoot me a DM if you guys want to be on it. Cause like I got on it and I mean, it's invite only, but like I have, I think like seven invites. I don't think they're too like, yeah, I have some invites. Minimal uh, on the invite thing or exclusive, I guess, is what I'm looking for. But Anybody who wants it, maybe drop your whatever in the chat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, drop what? Yeah, your Instagram or whatever, and we can DM it, you know, whatever. Um, but Laura, go ahead. You had your hand up next and then, or, yeah, and then uh, Francisco after Laura. Hey, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, for those who don't know, I'm deaf, so I hear with a cochlear implant. So I am on Clubhouse, but and so far I haven't really had issues like hearing people. But the reason why I like Monday meetings more is I can see people's faces and read your lips. So it's easier for me to understand people with Clubhouse. You know, obviously it's audio only, so it can be a little bit more difficult to follow along. Um, so that is an accessibility thing with Clubhouse. I would love if there's like some kind of like live captioning thing. I know like Google Hangouts has that, for example. Um, so that would definitely be nice. There is surprisingly like a deaf room on the Clubhouse, which I think is just for people who have like cochlear implants or hearing aids. That's a little bit surprising. But uh, again, like you know, you're excluding like a whole group of people. And I know there are other deaf motion designers. I know too also. So they're kind of being excluded from Clubhouse automatically. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just something we should keep in mind. Like, I don't think, I think Clubhouse is a great idea. I think, you know, there's also, there's also motion graphics events happening on it, but I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it to make it the default because you're already excluding a big group of people. That's a great point. 100%. And like w Liam and I have talked about like, should we do clubhouse? Yeah. You know, and it's just like where it's at now, I think it's, it's still too niched. You know, I mean, the fact that it's just iPhone, the fact that it's just audio, the fact that you need an invite, like, you know, at least what we're trying to do here is just always be open with it, you know, an open call and, doing anything like that um, would definitely, I think, hinder what we're trying to do. But the one thing I will say that I've noticed in the motion graphic hangouts that I, I've joined is that there's quite a few people from all over the world that join it. And like, you know, a whole mix of nationalities, races, like just, uh, it seems like the, the, um, the amount of people on it are just more diverse. It seems like than than the Slack channels and stuff that that uh, I'm currently on. But um, and that's kind of been refreshing just to see like a whole side of not a whole side, but a whole other group of people that are getting involved in having these conversations. So if that's one good thing that comes out of it, I hope that does open up discussion for more people. But yes, in, in a lot of ways, I hope they step up their platform a bit to include just everybody, you know? Um, 
And, and Francisco, why don't you go ahead next? Hey guys. So yeah, I mean, I jumped on uh, Clubhouse a few weeks ago and it is very, it is very interesting because I feel like um, there's this kind of like the social network side of it where like you can just kind of see something up, up. like there's a room available that might have some of your interest because you set up an interest situation when you first uh, set up your profile. So there you can totally get exposed to things that you weren't aware or, com or communities that you weren't a part of. So I think there's that great feature where you don't have to be on the inside. Like, you know, if you want to find a meeting, like a Zoom meeting, and I think you, you, might, you need to know it exists. You go, you go there, but it's like, I feel like I, I started with some of the motion design groups that were happening, but I, I just dropped into other meetings. And then, then of course, NFT took over. So there was a bunch of these rooms that popped up. But uh, what was interesting with some of those, there was a couple of interesting ones about mental health that were, that were going on is that you kind of get like these kind of movers and shakers in the industry that would otherwise, like, I think you wouldn't see in one of these groups because like, they're kind of like, they're just out there and like, you're hearing these people talk about, you know, just what's going on. I mean, there's obviously people talk, talking about like, oh, I've got this massive drop on super rare or whatever. And they're excited about how much money it makes. So like, I kind of tuned out of those. And I think there was more like these other these kind of middle ground, but I, then I ended up in this meeting, in this meeting late night, late night, I was just working and I'm like, oh, I'm going to just wallflower here a bit. And like, you know, it was like all these tech people that were like doing NFT things, but they're not talking about art. They're like, you know, this whole, like for, to them, it's like, you know, art is a byproduct. They're like, oh, the artists are taking over this thing right now, but it's like a bubble. They're like, they're looking at this, you know, you start really realizing there's people behind this technology that have been doing this stuff for years and they're thinking about this other ways. They're like, people are like, how can I turn my event to an NFT because I want to sell this concert situation? Like, it's like, you start realizing, oh, okay, this is like, an interesting world that we're talking about here, like tokenization and things. So I think it just made me, I wouldn't have discovered that otherwise. Like I would have just been in this kind of headspace where people are just trying to pretty much make these visual art baseball cards is what's happening now. Right, right. But but, um, but I think beyond that, I mean, and it, only because I've been on there for a few weeks and that's what took over the scene. I feel like there's a lot more to explore there in other aspects of life. Um, there are a few, that, a few channels that were... Um, just related to like i see i have a lot of friends who are in the community, community organizing circle and activist circle just you know i did my undergrad at uc berkeley just par for the course and before i get into design so there's a lot of like that kind of uh the town hall aspect where like mm -hmm. and, and this you know place in motion motion design it's like if you're in a room like this you know we're all going to be nice we're all it's like for colleagues or co-workers but i think when you're in these groups you have you'll have a lawyer you'll have a technologist you'll have people that like are activists on the ground you have differing opinions you can have more room for content contention which is mm -hmm. i think is good and helpful because there's more discussion mm -hmm. and that way i don't know if the audio component and the fact of not seeing each other makes that more open or people become more vulnerable as well but i think there there is something to that that is you know beyond the sphere of like our, our industry here i think it's a really interesting thing you know you just time into like I, I can see it being used for for interesting things with communities or, or organizations that want to reach out to people or want to have these forums, especially mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect time for it now because no one's going to a town hall meeting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, I think yeah. anything that's encouraging communication and, and just uh, talking honestly, and not like keyboard warriors and, you know, it's so hot, easy to like bang something out on a keyboard. But if you're having a, even a, you know, audio conversation with someone, I feel like it's, sometimes a little bit tougher just to like be as rude in a way, you know, like, <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, I think anything that's 
allows discussion is good for sure. Um, but like Laura said, the accessibility stuff, um, Ivan said in the chat too, just like the invitation kind of gate access type stuff, but also, um, you know, English being the primary language. I mean, I have seen on some things and like, I haven't dropped in yet, but like one was like a Japanese design one. And like, mm-hmm. I assume it was all in Japanese. Um, but, uh, It'll be interesting just to see how it grows and rolls out. Um, I wanted just to, I'm not sure if Sarah has a mic, but I saw in the chat, Sarah alluded to something about uh, potential big privacy issues with Clubhouse. And I haven't really paid too much attention to that. So I'm just not sure if Sarah, if you have any thoughts on that or any insight. Yeah, I have a mic. I don't, I, I have to tell you, I don't know the details. I don't actually have an iPhone. I haven't done Clubhouse, um, but I I was in a meeting this morning where some people were discussing, discussing the potential privacy issues in that in order to, I'm not sure, like join a, a room or, you know, be part of whatever it is, you're, you're basically giving them access to all of your contacts. So it seems almost like, you know, in the old days before the internet, you could like call a a chat line and pay per minute to talk to a bunch of people in a group. This is essentially that it's quote free, but you're paying by giving them access to all of your contacts. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the same deal with like all the social platforms where you're like, Oh sweet. This is awesome. Then you get like mad that they're like algorithm change. And you're like, wait, you're not paying for it. They're data mining you. And like, you know, you're allowing them to, well, it said for me, what's kind of sketch is just the fact that it's the phone number. Like that's one thing with like Facebook or whatever. It's like an email. Right. But if I start getting spam on this thing, I'm going to be so pissed because I know it'd be clubhouse. It'd be tied to that because I get spammed by one number and if i and i know it calls me all the time even if i try to block it it still calls but if i start getting more of that i'm i know it's going to be associated to that and that they're selling your data or whatever it is you know but yeah i mean i think that's what's i don't know tough about just like emerging technology is people are ready to throw all their privacy just to the wind because they want to be first on a platform to be, you know, a big fish in a small pond before that pond gets bigger. Like, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but there's gotta be some sort of privacy, something that, uh, well, I know there's something that would protect the end user, but depending on how, how much that's taken advantage of, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that, but um, yeah, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing surrounds the NFT stuff and I've been trying to dip into other things like certain marketing things or, or business rooms or stuff like that. I, I'm wondering if, um, anyone who has been on has found any interesting rooms that they would recommend to you know, uh, people here, whether it's, you know, design or business or marketing or, you know, something that might not be just motion graphics. I don't think it's necessarily um, rooms because the titles change all the time. 
uh, mm -hmm. or the way that they name the rooms change all the time. There's clubs which opened up really um, now instant clubs or you can make your clubs instantly now uh, starting Friday night, I think it was, uh, where you just click the clubs, uh, add club button and you can add two a month, which uh, concerns me a little bit because I know some of these people are going to really max like two a month. They're going to keep adding more clubs. I don't know how they're going to facilitate them, but mm. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I think it's more about following the people that you think have interesting voices in the, the rooms. So if you're in a room, an NFT room, a design room, whatever, and there's certain people um, that are saying things that you're like interested in or they're, you know, maybe they're presenting a, a counterpoint to your perspective and you find yeah. that kind of fascinating, then you can follow them. And then once you follow them, it sort of, the algorithm sort of links you to, um, you know, to uh, to open up rooms that those people are in. Um, and I don't know exactly how the algorithm works, but it seems like if you're in those types of rooms with certain people and you follow them, then it suggests that to you for, you know, for future rooms. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's more about following the people and they figure out like, mm. okay, you're interested in this sort of thing or these type of people. Uh, and that's how you find the rooms. And through the clubs, I imagine that over time, you know, if you're subscribed to certain clubs or follow certain clubs, then they'll, the algorithm will suggest those type of, of rooms. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. Like whenever I get a notification, it's like, you know, X person has joined this room, like, hear what they want to say or whatever it is, like whatever their notification is rather than like this room has been started or whatever it is, or I guess clubs. I don't, I mean, to be honest, I've just been on a handful of times. I haven't really done too much research or, or involvement with it yet. But uh, Dave, if you have any more knowledge on it and care to share about like your experience so far, um, feel yeah. free to. I mean, I, I've been in there the last, uh, what, two and a half, three weeks. Um, and I've sort of done a deep dive into, into the NF, uh, NFT space from the others, like from like uh, the technical stuff to um, to the creative stuff, to people who are making this stuff, to like people who are just going in there for a quick cash grab. So I, I've been sort of doing a deep dive in, in the NFT stuff uh, and then sustainability of like, you know, the impact that it's making ecologically. Um, so it's been really interesting. I feel like I, I, I could, I, I feel like um, I, I've gone through like a master's uh, <laughs> <laughs> by going, living in these uh, club clubhouse spaces. Um, but yeah, I, I found that it's, it's kind of like going to a conference um, where, where it's not just one, it's not like going to Adobe Max where everything's related to Adobe products or, you know, um, design or whatever, but it varies depending on who you're following and what your interests are. Um, mm -hmm. And you can just jump into different rooms and jump out and you don't have to feel bad about like leaving a room because like it's rude to leave while someone's talking. I don't know. That's just my, the way that I was brought up, but uh, you know, you, there's certain etiquette you start to pick up like um, because it is audio and some people are just listening. They suggest that you introduce yourself and say, this is David speaking. And then you do your, you know, say whatever you need to say. And then you say, um, you just like close it off and let them know and that, that you're done so that someone else can, you know, speak. Mm -hmm. uh, for most rooms that seems to be, um, that seems to work. Uh, and in some rooms it gets pretty rowdy. Like a lot of people start speaking over each other and, 
and the moderator will yell out like one voice, one voice, um, so that you know there's one person talking. But I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I've, um, I found it really interesting to to be in that space. And I, I actually started a club called Motion Design. And I think you were there yesterday, Mark. Did you step in for a sec? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I popped in. Um, you know, I've got some time on my hands now with a newborn, <laughs> literally in my hands. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's been interesting just to bop in and out. And like, you know, you see the names out of, of people who are currently in there or talking or whatnot. So it, yeah, it's been interesting to see. And again, like what's exciting for me with it is just the um, the bigger audience that it seems to be than, than all the Slack channels and, you know, uh, discords and stuff like that. It just seems like more people are willing just to bop in for a little bit and like, you know, listen or give their opinion on something where you don't necessarily ha <clears throat> have that interaction um, in the slacks and discords and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of it, like you, like people have been saying here is um, the voice only aspect where there is that sort of um, illusion of anonymity when you don't have to be on camera and you don't have to have your hair done or, you know, the background check or whatever, mm -hmm. um, where you can just speak. You could be, a lot of people are just lying in their beds, like ready to go to sleep and just, you know, listening and the, you might want to have something to say, you jump in. Um, and then the other, the other um, dynamic I, I found that a lot of people were um, uh, making use of is that you can go and click on someone's icon and then it opens up their full profile. You can see who they are and get a sense of like who this person is. There's lots of like really influential people in this, in like random rooms, like rooms you would never expect certain people to be in, but um, you can go, they link Twitter and Instagram if you, if they, if you want to make that available to people who are viewing your profile. So it's easy to DM people and you can't, the funny thing is you can't DM people directly on the platform, but you can do it via um, Twitter or uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's kind of it's, it's an interesting I don't know there's, there's some rooms actually uh, what they call silent networking rooms where um, it's a certain like artists or designers or something and you just go and park there um, and you can look at other people's profiles or you can just go and park there and hope that someone you know comes across your profile and finds you interesting enough to contact you hmm. but that's kind of a like an introvert's um, <laughs> uh, you know paradise in terms of like uh networking because you don't have to do anything you just go in there make sure your profile's you know uh somewhat intriguing that it would cause someone to click on you know your instagram or twitter or whatever yeah it's really interesting to see how many of these like platforms and just ideas have really kind of exploded from um just really covid you know obviously the the video conferencing and remote working and all that like I think it was all, you know, kind of coming, but it just really accelerated it all. And now, you know, dare I say people are somewhat bored. So it's like <laughs> the more interactions, the more, you know, social you can be on a device, you know, I doubt a year ago, people would have thought like audio chat rooms would have been like a cool thing, you know, but just the way the world has turned now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting to see. I got a question. Do you do you yeah. think that the invitation only makes like is a natural barrier to like curate the type of people that are more interested in that thing? Because that's what I've been seeing is that 
everything's invitation only now. And it, I, I feel like in one hand, it creates FOMO for that, you know, on the other hand, it does create that natural barrier that like only people who are really interested in that group or that app or that thing, they get the invitation. And so it curates the people through you know, mm. that, that barrier. But I, I, I'm kind of on either side of it. I'm, I'm just curious you know, what other people thought. Create Salit. Wait, say that uh, again. One sec. And the example of why, for example, having a thing that just works for by voice shows that no, not everybody can access to that and interact in the same way than in other places. And especially create Salit. Is the classical example of how if you have something, you share it with your friends. If you just have one kind of friends, that channel is going just to be to that kind of friends. It's not going to arrive to everybody. So create rates. And also, once again, if I if I write, I you can consider my voice or my voice as well as any other. Once I start speaking, you have difficulties to understand me and they are studies that shows that way everybody in all the world, as soon as hear a voice with an accent, gives less creativity, uh, credibility mm. to that voice. So mm. suddenly the voices that they, they are natural of that language and more, more, uh, mostly motion graphics are in English, mm. uh, they have more value than any other kind of uh, voices because subconsciously we all will give them that value. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Um... I mean, you don't want, <laughs> I guess one way to say it is like to be the loudest in the room, you're going to get the attention and like people are, you know, you'll get the mic essentially. Right. Um, but I, yeah, that's obviously tough for a uh, uh, worldwide community. Um, I see Francisco, you've got your uh, hand up again. Oh yeah. I was Whoa. Sorry. I muted you by accident. I was trying to lower your hand. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that, I mean, from one, you have the, the very dichotomy of like, you have an iPhone or you don't. So that's, that's like an access thing. I do think that for the invitation thing, that's probably more like a scalability thing on like any platform side. Like you want to be able to see how many people are interested before you blow your servers and just open it up to everybody. Because I feel once you got in, you pretty much, like I didn't, I invited like one person. I got like two invites a woman I got in because someone like, I was like, there was a bit of fun. like, oh, what is this clubhouse thing? But then someone like, I logged in and someone had invited me randomly. Unrelated to like motion graphics is like, to be honest, most people I, my life partner in motion graphics. But uh, it's like um, everyone, like all, like most people, all people from all, from all walks of life are on this app for some reason and for their own reasons. And it's also, I think it's just people are just, they got an invite. I don't know who, who was really actively using it, I think you would have to have like, I think if you worked somewhere, you probably already have a means of like using Microsoft Teams or you have Zoom or you're doing something. But I think for this, like there is like, you know, it's definitely not like a foundation invite, which is like one of those things where like you covet a thing where like, you know, I think I don't feel like it's in the same way. I do feel like there's just a scalability thing, but I feel like it is kind of open ended at that that in that way outside of like the fact okay yeah you do need a phone i mean you need a computer for zoom or a phone as well but it's like it is like it is like probably limited to the iphone because of like i i mean i don't know maybe it's a security thing i don't know mm -hmm. i think i've done enough work for that company i really 
it really values security, but I don't know what that means. Like also when you're like to counter with the previous discussion about like you're giving someone your number and you know, if it's free, you're the product. That's like the old adage. Like it's like, so there's, there's something to that too. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, what I'm a little scared about is that if clubhouse is, um, continues to be this successful and it opens up to a wider audience and all that. I guess my biggest fear with it is that all of a sudden it's going to be paywalled. Like, Oh, you want to hop into this group with, you know, this person, this person, this person, because like name a celebrity or, or an athlete or whatever. Now you're going to have to maybe pay to get into that. Or like, I, I guess the way I'm trying to say is there's no way this thing's going to be free for ever. There's no ads. There's no, what, you know, like they're going to have to figure out something. Um, and again, it could be one of those things that we are the product and whatnot and, and they can sell that and make money from it somehow. But the tough thing that I've seen, and I've even seen it in the NFT space are like, people who are building communities, but then all of a sudden it's a private group and you need to know someone to get it in, to get in there or not necessarily a paywall or anything like that. So it's like what starts out as a community all of a sudden becomes very like VIP and like, you got to know the right person to get in. And, and I don't know, to me, it's kind of like ass backwards that way. And I mean, hence why like Monday meetings have always been like this, like we've had sponsors wanting to sponsor it and whatever. And we're like, mm -hmm. no, not really. Cause I don't want to be like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say handcuffed or like, I don't want that to influence how I speak or how, like my opinions on anything. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I just think if we're building communities, it always needs to be free and it has to be accessible. That's yeah. But Zubair, I see your hands up too. Yeah. That was a great point, uh, Mark. I just wanted to go back to the iPhone only thing from a perspective of someone who develops, uh, now develops apps for Android and iOS. Um, the, the user experience is <clears throat> much easier to get streamlined on the iOS side for different generations of devices than it is for Android to support all these different manufacturers, all these different resolutions, and mm. trying to get that user experience kind of nailed down. And so uh, I think what they're doing is still a lot of testing on their own on the Android side to make sure that that user experience is seamless with what they have with iOS right now. And like I also mentioned in the chat there, they were kind of forced to release this out to the public just because people were very interested in what it was and the platform. Um, and so it's not quite ready for prime time yet, which is mm. why it's invite only. Also the scalability thing that Francisco said, it's very much that as well. Um, so yeah, just wanted to add that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's it's good to have a de uh, developer perspective on that because I didn't even think about that either. Like just how many phones run Android and how many screen sizes and resolutions and all that. Like, yeah, if your product is needs to look the same on all devices, that's a that's a tough thing. I mean, we see it just with like web design and shit, right? Like, um, yeah, exactly. 
And it's not I, I just want to point out too what Alejandro said in in the chat is just that he would take the paywall versus being the product, which I think that's a great point too. And like maybe if that was a way that they went, um, similar to um, Victor's point about the invites, like maybe if you have to pay to play, you're going to be a little bit more involved in um, in that community or in that app. So um, that's an interesting thought as well. Club, clubs are, are going to be monetized. So um, there's different levels of, there's like members and there's followers. So you can follow clubs, but eventually the members to become a member, um, which comes with other kind of um, functionalities that you, you have to pay, you'll have to pay eventually. Oh, interesting. So do you think they're going to run it like similar to like a Patreon or something? I'm not sure exactly what the structure is, but uh, I've just been told that the, um, people building clubs right now to like these massive sizes. And, and I think there's the option to keep it free, but um, there's there's going to be an option to monetize the club once it gets to a certain size. Um, oh, and then you can start charging people subscription or whatever to be part of it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think that's like the natural evolution of a product like this. Um, but um, yeah, you know, we're just past the hour mark, so I'll, I'll start wrapping it up here. But Ivan, I see you made a really interesting point too. It's like, even though it's not ready for prime time, the channels and influencers are still there starting to be created. And if you're not on that platform, you're kind of missing that golden moment in a way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's a great point. Um, well, we'll have to keep our eyes and ears, I guess, on uh, Clubhouse and see how that unfolds more. But, you know, if you haven't checked it out and you do have an iPhone and you have the ability to check it out, um, definitely do just to see what it's all about. And I mean, maybe this is the beginning of something else, you know, um, another kind of um, branch of the internet, if you will. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, we'll wrap it up for this week. Um, just want to say thank you to all of you for um, joining and participating this week. Um, it's always fun to have these open discussions and see where these topics lead us. Um, and we did pretty well steering clear of uh, straight NFT talk. So congratulations to everybody. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but it's so consuming nowadays. It's nice to have a little fresh breath of air here. Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining. Uh, we're here every week, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, um, mondaymeeting.org. If you want to send us feedback or comments, or if you have suggestions for topics or guests even, or if you want to be a guest, whatever, like hit us up on all the social platforms. If you uh, just kind of at and start typing Monday, we'll probably pop up. I don't even really know our handles. Um, but you can find them anyhow. Um, yeah. Thanks again. Keep creating, keep on keeping on and we will see you next week. Bye.